This is episode 38 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today, Vonna Johnson joins us to talk about New Year's resolutions. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, so glad that you are here. Today we have an awesome guest, Vonna Johnson, who will be talking about healthy habits in the new year. And before we dive into that, I want to once again remind you to look at our website, christiantravelers.net, for more faith and travel resources, and also join us on Facebook and Instagram. But without further ado, Vonna Johnson is a Master Certified Life Coach, who helps people who find themselves wandering through life feeling empty and unfulfilled create a deeper connection with their faith and live a life of purpose and meaning. Her podcast, Longing for More, helps listeners find their unique path to living their more. Vana believes that we are all created for a purpose, but too often life gets in the way and we lose sight of our true calling. She loves helping people reconnect with their dreams and find the courage to live the life their soul is longing for. Hey, Vana, how's it going? It is going fabulous. It's a beautiful, it's kind of a little chilly here in South Dakota, but um, it's it's really good. How are you today? I am doing awesome. Thank you for having me today. This is really exciting. Yes, it is nice to have you here. Uh, just a few weeks ago, I got to be on Vana's podcast, so it's nice to have you here now. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of one of those things where I hadn't thought about it a lot before, but truly our missions, I think, really overlap because we're just trying to help everybody live the life God wants us to live, right? Yes, exactly. Vana, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and some of your travel experiences? Sure. So I uh, retired from a 30-year career in the affordable housing industry, oh, three years ago, almost exactly. And to be honest, a lot of my travel experiences relates to my previous work world. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have a job where not only did I travel extensively within the state doing audits and things, but I got to travel to conferences all across the United States. And so I saw a lot of the, the country that I wouldn't have seen otherwise and went from a very timid, not sure how to get out and about in those big cities coming from a very rural state to really looking forward to the opportunity to get to those big cities and explore all that they had to offer. So I've been to, you know, pretty much all the big cities in the, the country, some, you know, more than, than once, uh, did take one cruise. Um, that was an interesting experience. And I could go, you know, we could do a whole episodes on my thoughts on <laughs> pros and cons of that, but we won't go there now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You talk a lot about healthy habits on your podcast and website. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah. You know, I got into all of this, honestly, because when I was in my career, uh, you know, I was an executive with a busy schedule and a lot going on in my life and found that I kept running into health challenges, everything from, you know, TMJ to um, digestive issues, allergy problems, you know, you name it, weight gain, um, that was always an issue. 
it seemed like I was just always up and down and up and down. And so that's kind of what got me. I actually started as a health coach and then realized that God was really calling me more into life coaching. And to be honest, the reason for that, I think, is because most of our health challenges are related to our lifestyle Mm -hmm. and not even so much the way we're, you know, the things we're doing, but the way we're thinking about the things we're doing in our life. And I really love being able to help people rethink all of the healthy things that we're doing for ourselves. So a couple of examples are, um, you know, the, the whole diet mentality. And, you know, we, we kind of let go and do everything we want to. And then we have, we get on this really restrictive diet. Well, the minute we step into that, all we're thinking about is all the things we can't have. And I think God really wants us to enjoy the, the things that we love and not feel guilty about that. So what I try and do is help people rethink or, or look at that from a different angle. And especially, you know, it's, this is something that's for every day, but especially when you're traveling, for heaven's sakes, go mm-hmm. to that restaurant, have that meal that just looks amazing and enjoy it. Slow down, enjoy every single bite, you know, put your fork down between bites, chew and just savor every bite. Make sure save room for dessert, but don't stuff yourself, you know? So if you only eat half of that meal, box up the other half and take it back to your hotel if you have a refrigerator. If not, um, one of the things that I started doing when I was traveling was I would box up maybe that second half of the meal and I'd take it with me. And if I happened to run into someone homeless on the street, I would give it to them. Um, So it was kind of a way of, being healthier for myself, but actually helping someone else and enjoying that experience. Because I, the, one of the things I love to do when I'm traveling is experience all of the foods and the wines and the new beers and, and all of that. So, so that's um, kind of one of my tips uh, for healthy eating. I think the other thing is to slow down and just really make, make sure you have quiet time in your day so that you can listen to God speaking to you and telling you what's important and, and what, you know, he wants you to focus on in that day. So that's another, doesn't sound like a healthy habit, but trust me, if you're in the word and you're listening to him and you're real in listening to him and living his will, you will be much healthier all the way around. That is incredibly true. Um, I think I personally struggle with that. Um, I find oftentimes when I travel, I either overindulge or like am trying to find a way to be super restrictive and then the budget goes crazy and it's hard to manage while traveling. I always say don't try and lose weight over the holidays or when you're on a trip or or something like that. You know, you can be more restrictive or at least cut back some when you're at home. Um, but just enjoy your trip. And honestly, sometimes the stress we put ourselves over and this constant judging of ourselves in this um, being critical of what we're eating or what we're doing and all of that is actually harder on our body than the actual food that we're eating. So it's just, just enjoy it. Maybe, like I said, don't stuff yourself, you know, truly eat within hunger and fullness. Don't eat until your stomach is telling you it's hungry and Mm -hmm. stop when you start to feel satisfied, not when you're starting to feel stuffed. And I mean, it's, it sounds so basic, but if you do that, at the very least, you will be able to maintain and and not gain. But usually if you're traveling, you're being more active, you're out walking and doing things. And one of the things I found is don't try and do three square meals a day when you're traveling, 
do a nice breakfast, be busy all day, and then have a nice dinner. And in between that and the activities in between, maybe a snack if you get a little hungry, um, but not try, you know, when you're, because you're usually maybe sleeping in a little bit. So you don't need, that's our biggest problem is I think we've got our mindset that we need to have these three meals at these times. Mm-hmm. And our bodies aren't, you know, unless we pull back and only eat, you know, a limited amount at those times, we don't really need to eat that often. Yeah. Have you heard of intermittent fasting? Oh, absolutely. And, and do that. You know, honestly, to me, it kind of just comes naturally because when I'm following my own guideline of eating when I'm hungry, like yesterday, I didn't eat until three o'clock in the afternoon. So, um, and part of that was I was busy doing something. And so I kind of bypassed that hunger that came along, but usually it'll be a good 12 to 16 hours between meals. If I really give myself that, that time to wait until I'm hungry. When it comes to uh, setting goals for the new year and setting goals for traveling and having these healthier habits, um, do you have suggestions about how to develop those goals? You know, I do. And, And again, I'm probably not following the traditional fare. I don't, I don't wake up on New Year's Day saying I'm going to do all of these things. I figure if it's important enough to do it, I should be just doing it when it's time, you know, when it, when it comes to mind. And I'm a firm believer that, that again, if we're in God's will, um, you know, he will give us everything we need. So as far as setting goals and things like that, it's kind of one of those things where when, when I get an idea, you know, maybe write it down, mull it over for a little bit, pray about it, and and really find out if if it's an idea of something he wants you to pursue right now, or is that just something that maybe you take a few steps towards and see if it's if it's a now thing or if it's something that he's just preparing you for for a future. I'm a firm believer that those ideas that pop into our head, those those dreams that we have are things that God has given us that he wants us to fulfill. And, you know, you can't always just, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I would love to say, go to Ireland sometime. Well, that's just, that's something that's on my bucket list. That's something I want to do. I'm not actively doing anything today to get me there because I don't really get that urgent sense that now is the time. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, every once in a while, it's kind of like, okay, it's now it's time I need to start actively saving or researching the, you know, the tickets or whatever to to make that happen. And you're, you're the travel planner. So <laughs> you can give way better advice on that than I can. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's really, like I said before, it's getting quiet in that still time of the day, whenever that is, it doesn't, you know, mornings are nice because that sets the tone for the day. But what I find is so many people are, you know, you hop up in the morning and the radio or the TV is blaring and then you're, you know, you're listening to music or you've got the news on and, you know, you're doing your day and you never really just sit and have a quiet time um, and, and pray about and, and have a conversation with God about what he wants us to do. And, and that's been a lesson I've really learned um, since I've become a coach that, you know, it's kind of like the, one of those things that I kind of knew you should do, but I didn't ever really take the time to do until 
um, I realized that when I was trying to do it all on my own, I kept stepping in the wrong. <laughs> and I don't really believe you can really do anything wrong because the beautiful thing is he can help us overcome any, you know, there is no failure. We learn every time we do something that doesn't turn out the way we thought it should. Um, so it's all good. But but sometimes it's, if we if I had just spent a little more time up front listening and and hearing what his plan was, I might have saved myself a few steps. Yeah, it's true. I I think we all struggle with making that time. What does that look like for you? How does your time, is it structured? What does that look like? You know, my days used to be a lot more structured than they are today. Um, being uh, retired and, and running my own business, I have a lot of flexibility in my day. And honestly, that's by design. I, that's that's the kind of person I am. I don't need a lot of structure, but um, I do recognize that not everybody has that luxury. And so my advice is kind of, you know, sometimes you, you find nooks and crannies in your day to, to do the things that you want to do. And some, some of the ideas, like maybe you don't really, you know, if you've got a family or, you know, a job where you have to get out the door early in the morning, you may not have time to sit down and read um, scripture for, you know, a half hour or whatever. So maybe instead of that, you download an app or listen to a podcast or something that gives you that, that daily word while you're getting ready in the morning or driving in your car. Or, you know, I have the app Abide, which I absolutely love. Um, it has different, you can get a two minute segment of the day scripture, or a five minute, 10 minute or the 15 minute. And it's just a beautiful way to start the day. And then they have other um, recordings for to help you get to sleep at night. And I mean, there's everything there. It's a cost, but it's probably the best money um, I have spent in, in a long time. But but it's, you know, it's like if you're, so go take a walk and listen to that app or some other, you know, it's kind of like double up, do, you know, um, do more than one thing at the same time to get get your day's goals in, if you will. You know, if health is one of your goals, do that with a friend. So you have friend time and walking time or, you know what I'm, what I'm getting at there? Mm -hmm. I actually um, tore my ACL back in July and then had surgery in October. Mm -hmm. And I would get so frustrated that like doing the exercises took so long and I had so many other things to get done that I've actually downloaded um, or I started listening to a podcast Bible in a year. Um, and then I would feel like I was accomplishing more with my time while I was doing my exercises. Absolutely. I think that's, that's a great, um, example of what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, it was funny. I, I'm thinking back to, I know a young gal who's, uh, a health coach and, um, one day she was posting on Facebook that she was actually, um, and I don't know if she was, it almost seemed like she had like written her verse for the day down on a whiteboard or whatever. She was listening to something and then she would stop and write things down as she was exercising. It was, it was really cute how she was kind of incorporating her, her Bible study and her, her exercise routine at the same time. And it was like, you know, another idea that I, I read somewhere was um, to like, just do your Bible lesson or re scripture reading while you're eating breakfast 
you know, mm -hmm. and some days if you have a little more time, you might read a little more, but otherwise maybe it's only three minutes. Maybe just grab a devotion and, you know, read that while you're, you're having your morning coffee or, or whatever. It's just find a way to slip them into, like I said, those nooks and crannies of your day. Mm -hmm. uh, you often talk about being more fulfilled. Uh, do you have any suggestions or direction with travel and being more fulfilled? Ah, you know, I think to me, it's really being more fulfilled in travel is one of those things. If you are one of those people I, I talk about in my podcast, it's called longing for more, right? And, and I, everybody's more is different, but if you're one of those people who have that, um, wandering spirit where you just want to go explore the world, I think we will find ourselves dissatisfied with life if we don't say yes to that longing in our soul. So it's interesting because, um, you know, as you mentioned, we did a podcast on my show. It's actually being released on Tuesday. And, um, and that when I was thinking about putting it all together, I realized that in my ebook, which is called The Top Four Reasons You Feel Unfulfilled by Your Success, one of the, my words of advice is to get out and travel, go see the world, go do what, you know, you can't work all the time. You can't, you need to experience life fully and just sitting at home and back and forth to home, to church, to uh, your work is, is, I mean, yes, we need to do things that we love in our life, but sometimes we need to completely separate from our day-to-day -day life and, and get out and experience the, the beautiful world that God created for us. So I think it's do the things you love. Do You know, it's like you don't have to do all of the, the touristy things when you go to a community. Find the things that turn you on. You know, if it's history, go look at history. If it's the sites, uh, you know, maybe it's the cities or it's the mountains. For me, I long for the beach. I, I've never closer to God than when I'm standing at the edge of the ocean and can see as far as I can, you know, tell the, you can see the horizon and that, that's where it's at for me, but that may not be for the next person. You have to find what it is for you. Do you ever experience guilt or, um, like hurdles in going to find that thing that you're longing for? Oh, that is a really good question. You know, it's, it's, it, your timing for that question is really interesting because I had talked about, you know, starting my coaching career and getting my, my master's certification and all of that over the last few years. And what I just realized in the last few days even is I had started my podcast along that journey somewhere. And, and that truly was a calling. If you had told me three years ago I was going to do a podcast, I'd have laughed at you, right? <laughs> um, but it's really been a labor of love. And my coaching career has... I mean, you know, I've, I've had some coaching, but it hasn't been really real robust. And I really tried hard to make that happen. And I talked to um, one coach one time about it. And he was like, well, it's obvious that the problem is you need to stop producing your podcast and just focus on getting clients. And when I sat back and thought about that, it, it just about broke my heart to think about not doing the podcast. I was just 
I couldn't imagine letting it go. Um, and, and it was starting to feel like work because I was tr- should be doing all these other things. And I always had the deadline and I did not want to do it. And honestly, in the last week, I've had conversations with some coaches that are in my life. And one of them was like, well, wait a minute. I've been listening to you for months now. And it just occurred to me that your podcast is your main thing. You know, and so all along, I had been thinking as my podcast is taking away from my coaching career, and she helped me turn it around and realize that my coaching career was actually taking away from my podcast, which was my true calling, my first calling in this regard. And none of that other, all of these things that I've done in all the coaching courses and all of that, nothing is wasted because it's made me a better coach and a better mentor and a better um, even friend, you know, I mean, it's, it's helping me to serve the people that God's bringing into my life. And that's what's fulfilling for me. So I think your original question is, do I ever feel guilty? I don't know about guilt, but I do know that um, I get, life gets confusing and hard when we're not in alignment with the calling that God has on our life. And I don't think he ever intended for our life to be confusing or frustrating and hard. So when we're working hard to make something happen, that means that we need to really take a step back, figure out what we value in life and get back into alignment with that. So I'm really lucky though, even though I don't get to travel with my job anymore because I'm I'm not there, I'm traveling, going to coaching conferences. And now I get to travel when my husband goes to conferences. And then we do a few, we do a lot of more local stuff. Um, You know, not a lot, but enough that I'm getting to see the world. But, you know, that's always, that will always be something that I'll want to do. So I don't know if that answered your question or not, but. (laughs) Yes, it does. I, I personally, I think struggle and I, I've talked to you about it before about the guilt of just wanting to pursue dreams. And I think sometimes we feel that when it comes to travel, um, people just see it as, I don't know, sometimes they perceive it as not being committed to the work or the things Mm -hmm. that are going on in our lives, but yet it can be so refreshing at the same time. You know, the way that I look at that is, you know, it's kind of like when we, when we eat food, we're nourishing our body. And I believe that we need to do those things that we really enjoy to, you know, we read scripture to, to nourish our soul, but we also need to travel or listen to music or read books or whatever it is that we really love to also nourish our soul. Uh, my example is uh, in my recent podcast, I talked about this. I spent two and a half hours in the car recently um, and I hadn't been alone in the car for a very long time and I instead of I've been listening to podcasts and you know learning 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 and I just decided this day that I was just going to take the time and listen to Pandora which I haven't done in forever and so because it was Pandora you know, all of the music that came up, every single song was ones that I had liked through the years. And so it was, it really was like my own show. And I, it was so amazing. It just, it really filled my soul. And so I think we need to make time for 
just simple pleasures in life. You know, for you, maybe it's, you know, for me, it was listening to music. Um, obviously for you, it's travel, maybe somebody else that's reading a book, which is also for me, but we need to build time into those things, into our life for those things that we love. One of the examples I do when I, I do um, a retreat or a coaching session even is have people write down the top five things that they value in life. And then I have them do a comparison of how much time in the last week have they actually spent either doing or preparing to do that. And it's it's been really eye-opening for people to realize that they're not living their life in integrity with the things that they value. So I think God wants us to be happy. He wants us to do those things. I would encourage any listeners to try that because that is a good challenge um, or a life balance wheel. If you yep. look one of those up online, those are also a good way to check how you're balancing all the things that you want to pursue. Right. Great, great idea. I just did one myself. Really? I did. <laughs> I, I bought a new, oh, it's just the most beautiful um, planner for the year. And that's one of the, the exercises you go through to begin your planning for the new year. So yeah, it, it's a, it's a Christian based planner. And uh, I think I'm really going to love it this year. What is that planner? I, I love planners and that kind of organization. So Yeah. Well, what I love about this one is called The Best is Yet to Come. And it's the 2020 Dream Planner from Horatio Printing. Uh-huh. And so it's got scriptures in it and all of that. What I really love about it, besides all of the, the great things I've already talked about, is I do all of my everything on my phone, on my calendar on my phone. So I don't really need a planner that details my schedule every day. Um, so this one each day has, you know, on one side has just a to-do list. Actually, it's not even the day, it's the week, which is perfect for me because I never get my to-do list done in a day. So mm -hmm. on one side is my to-do list for the week. And then the other side is horizontally just a space to write down what you, you know, the big things that you want to get accomplished on each day of the week. And so it, it does, it's not a real intensive, the last planner I had, I felt like I was just rewriting everything all the time. And that was a waste of time for me. That sounds like one I'll have to check out. I typically use the passion planner. I I like having every hour of every day visible, but not necessarily have to fill it all in, you know? So. Actually, I'm not sure that that isn't the one that I used last year. Oh. So again, I think it's it's like everything. We have to find the one that works for us, whether it's you know, whatever brings us joy, whatever works for us, that's the best one. There isn't the best one for everybody. Exactly. Do you have any other advice that you would like to give our listeners? You know, to me, it's really about living our life. I mean, you know, it's all about purpose and fulfillment. And when it comes right down to it, our, our number one purpose in life is to be and have a relationship with with Jesus and and help others do that as well and to me one of the most beautiful ways to do that is live a life with joy and peace and you know all of the fruit of the spirit I mean that's really the main goal and I think when people see 
us living our life that way. They want that too. And that's when we get the opportunity to tell our story and tell how amazing it is when we do live with, with the kingdom as our first priority and then all else comes in behind that. So, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a different mindset and it's, you know, we get so hung up on all of the things that the world tries to tell us are important and those things are, are good doesn't necessarily mean they're bad but if we aren't really filled up with the things that our our soul is longing for then we will always be off a match and, and we just need to to fill up with all of those things that bring us joy when our heart's on god everything else just kind of falls into place life might be messy but everything flows out of him Right. There's this huge misconception out there that life is just going to be glorious when, when you become uh, a child of God. And it's not, it is going to be glorious, but it may not necessarily be easy or pretty. You're right. <laughs> um, if you don't mind, I'd like to make a plug for my ebook. Um, sure. It's, again, it's the top four reasons that you feel unfulfilled by your success. And like I said, travel is in there, but um, I would love it if anybody's interested, if they go to my website, it's, uh, you can either just go to the website, which is Vana Johnson, that's V-O-N-A with one N, J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com, or you can go to vanajohnson.com forward slash unfulfilled and go straight to a landing page for that. But I just you know, there's, there's all kinds of tips on things that we can do to really get focused on the important things in life. So I encourage people to go download that. And if anybody has any questions about anything I've talked about today, I'd love to just have a conversation and see if I can help, you know, help them get that one thing that might be missing. You know, it's, it doesn't always take a huge change in our life to, to get an alignment. Sometimes it's just that one relationship or that way that we're looking at that one thing that just gets under our, our uh, gets on our nerves and, and it's easy enough to, to fix, but we don't always see it by ourselves. We need somebody to show it to us. That's very true. And I will make sure to link that in the notes below. Is there any other place that they can find you on social media? Oh, sure. Um, I'm on Facebook and it's just at Vana Johnson Coaching. I'm also on LinkedIn, just Vana Johnson and Instagram, Vana Johnson. So, you know, all the regular places. <laughs> and of course, of course, I would love it if everybody would go and listen to Longing for More. And I'd love it if you'd subscribe and share it with your friends. It's, it truly has been a labor of love. And I um, hopefully will encourage people to really get more solid in our faith and, and live out um, the life that we're intended to. So that would be awesome. Um, I always like to ask our guests, what has been the biggest God moment in all of your travels? Uh, the biggest God moment. You know, part of me would love to say it was, you know, that day standing on the beach or that time at the top of the mountain where I could see forever. Uh, but I really think the biggest God moment for me has been I was on my way home from a conference one time and 
my flight had been delayed and it was a really early morning and I got to the airport and I got stuck, if you will, in the middle seat uh, at the very back of the plane between these two guys. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> and that turned out to be one of the most amazing conversations I've ever had, much less ever had on an airplane. And <laughs> to me, that was God filling in a space of something I just really needed in my life. And he brought these two strangers and plopped them on either side of me and just opened my eyes to things that it wasn't about him, but it was about things that I mean, it was, it didn't, it wasn't overtly about a, a Christian based conversation, mm. but it was a conversation that helped me open my eyes to things that I, I wouldn't have thought about before. And it really was beautiful. So not exactly what you probably thought you were going to get, but I think the people he brings into our lives all the time, if mm. we're open and aware um, that he, he does it all the time and traveling just kind of opens that horizon just a little farther than our, our own little circle. That's awesome how he brings in those connections when we sometimes least expect it. Yeah, kind of like the one right here with you. Uh, what, what a <laughs> blessing that's been for me. Yeah. Well, Vano, we've really appreciated having you on the podcast. I have loved being here. I thank you so much for the opportunity to hop on and, and have this conversation with you. And I look forward to having more conversations about travel in the future. I'm excited about what you're doing and I'm excited that you're, you're helping people see that we don't have to um, put the things that we love at the bottom of our list. In fact, we shouldn't. They shouldn't be things that we're striving for to be fulfilled and happy in life. So thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. Well, Christian travelers, I hope that you have enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, the links will be in the description below. And until next time, safe travels and God bless.